0: What is going on, tribe? It's your man Clef, and this is episode 29 of the Social African Show. You already know it's the Social African Show where we chop it up with entrepreneurs of African origin. And today, (laughs) we've got none other than my sister. Ama and Kobia is in the building. Tribe. <laughs> what is going on, Ama? Hi, hello.
1: Thank you so much for having me
0: on here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is my absolute pleasure, Ama. Are you ready to rock the show?
1: Of course, always ready, always ah, ready. Let's
0: <laughs> do this. <laughs> now, for those who don't know, Ama and Kobia is the founder of Ama's Cake Boutique a bespoke cake service that provides clients with tailored cakes for all occasions. Amma is also in her final year of studying pharmacy. Now, Tribe, I've seen some of her cake creations. They're awesome. I know she's passionate about showcasing her creativity through her cakes. Amma, I've given the Tribe a little bit about you just now. Right. Take it away. Let's talk about your personal life and a bit about your African heritage as well.
1: Well, as you mentioned, I'm in my final year studying pharmacy um, at university. Yes. <laughs> um, it's not something I don't think was something I always wanted to do, actually. I kind of fell into it because I always had a passion for sciences. Um, but I'm here, so I'm enjoying it. So that's good. So I was, as you probably have noticed, so my name is Amma, meaning that, you know, I was born on Saturday. Um, oh, wow. as some people don't know, but yeah, if you're um, Ghanaian, what we normally do is from the day that you're born... Um, you're named after that day. It's a traditional thing. So Amar is um, Saturday born And right. um, for a girl. I'm of Ghanaian descent, very proud. And I say it with my chest. Nice. Um, I was born in Ghana and I stayed there until I was about nine years old. That's when I came to the UK. And um, so to date, you know, my morals and my culture definitely is from the Ghana, you know, culture. And that's where my again was from. Um, from a family of six, I've got my mum and dad, and then I've got three brothers, and I'm the only girl. So,
0: uh, yeah, nice. And um, you, yourself, you said you were born in Ghana. When did you move to the UK?
1: Um, so yeah, I was born in Ghana, and I came to the UK when I was nine years old.
0: Oh, I see, very young. Yeah,
1: I'm still Ghanaian at heart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, can, I can, I know, because you when you talk about Ghana, you sound really passionate about it. It comes yeah. from the dead, That's awesome. oh yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs>
0: How was that for you though, sort of going, I know you you were young, you were nine years old, but how was it for you um, coming from Ghana and then sort of starting school here yeah, in the UK and, and living here? How was that for you?
1: Um, I think because I was so young, I feel like, because when I look back at it, I kind of see that I didn't pay as much attention to the difference Mm. Um, but I definitely did feel the difference as in like you know the freedom that you have back at home and you know kind of like everyone's you know really friendly in that sense of community whereas you know in contrast to the UK when I came here it was kind of like everyone was more so to themselves and that sense of community within maybe like your area and wasn't there as much. That's something that I definitely noticed. But I think I transitioned pretty, pretty well actually, because I had two of my brothers that were here um, already beforehand. So that kind of helped me to ease through with the transition. So yeah, it's been okay. Everything's a blessing. So um, yes, yeah, I just count it as a blessing being here.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> now, yeah. now go go into school. Right. Um, did you sort of identify as African at school? Because we've had a few people on the show that talked Ooh. about the difficulties they went through. Um, you know, being African back in the day. it wasn't. It wasn't cool to be African 10 years ago you see yeah. uh, so how was that for <laughs> you talk to us about that
1: initially not going to lie it was hard Um, because obviously um as you know I was in a private school when I was in Ghana so you know I spoke English and I knew English but at the same time I didn't have the English accent so I was I see I didn't I didn't even have to open my mouth to say that I'm African. You could already tell. <laughs> you could tell um, oh, yeah. by the way I spoke and perhaps by the way I looked as well. So I mean that wasn't easy, but I think with time mm-hmm. it became easier. But the people around me didn't necessarily make it easy as well. Um I wasn't bullied in school. Right. But I think I think maybe just the kind of person that I am because I'm quite strong willed and I know my roots and I know where I'm coming from and I know what my people have accomplished. So that kind of helped me to stick by my African roots. Um knowing that you know my ancestors have achieved great things so it wasn't easy I mean seen as a you know freshly off the boat I mean those things <laughs> did hurt when I was school. those kind of things yes um but I think just knowing my history and knowing my roots kind of helped me to stick with it
0: really so for you you actually stuck with it because you couldn't hide behind any yeah more. you definitely couldn't hide tell <laughs> gotcha gotcha definitely. that's awesome <laughs> You're telling stories now. Man. Let's keep it going. Now, um, pharmacy. How how did that happen? Now I've got I've got a degree in biochemistry. Um oh. it was mom and dad pushing me towards being a doctor. But um I talked talk about this in the very first episode, episode zero zero zero, where right. I talked about, you know, moving to England and then thinking you don't have to listen to Mom and Dad. And then I did my own thing. Um, was it something you always wanted to do? Talk talk to us about that.
1: Um, I didn't always want to do pharmacy. In fact, I didn't even know what pharmacy was. I don't think I'd even paid attention to pharmacy. Like Likewise, like you said, you know, if parents, it's either doctor or engineering or lawyer. Um, yeah, difficult. <laughs> but my parents are actually quite relaxed. So this is what they say to me and to my brothers. Um, You can do whatever you want to do, but whatever you're doing, you just need to make sure that you're excelling. So in whatever field that you choose to go into, you need to be the best of the best. So they kind of, you know put that in me growing up so I was always good at sciences I really did um, enjoy sciences and maths um so then I liked talking to people as well so I thought you know when it got to the degree stage and you know picking a course for university I thought Emma what kind of courses kind of puts these two things together Initially, I wanted to go into accounting, but my dad was kind of like, accounting is not really a secure job. And when you come out with your accounting degree, you need to take a few more um, qualifications, a few more exams to get your ACCA. So I thought, I want to go to university to get the whole uni experience because it just seems amazing. And I don't want to study accounting. So I thought, let me just do something I'll enjoy. So I thought, yeah, why not do pharmacy?
0: Wow, that's nice. And then baking these awesome cakes that I'm talking about yes. that we're going to dive into. <laughs> How did you get into baking at all? Did that start from childhood? How did that happen?
1: So with baking, it's weird because I feel like I've always, and it is so cliche, people always say that they've always had a passion for what they do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've always had a passion for it. But I remember from a young as you know, was well, since I came to this country, myself and my little brother, we used to watch a show called Bit Cook, um, Little Cook on CBBs. Right. And it was just like a, you know, a tutorial on, you know, how to bake cakes, cookies, just different little things like that. So we used to wake up really, really early in the morning, really excited. And I think it was from that, you know, I would try what I'd see on TV. And then literally from that, I kind of started to realize that this was something that I really loved doing. And um, like I'd be thinking about baking day and night. That's one thing that I've realized that wow. like, whatever it is that you're passionate about, like it's already in you, but it just takes something to spark something that's already in you. So literally, I think it was just that big cook, little cook that really sparks it. And then, yeah, I started baking. Um, I didn't really take it seriously till um, I got to my first year of uni, actually. And um, when my best friend said to me, Amma, you've always said you um you've always wanted to bake. Literally you're saying it, but you're not doing it. And I think when she said that, it really kinda really got to my heart. So I said, Amma, listen, you need to get it together and make a start. So um yeah, I started something. Um, I started baking with another housemate of mine that we both share the same passion. And then we identified that, you know, there was a gap in the market and they were at the university was doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. we decided to run with it
0: that's crazy because um like i said i've seen what you do it looks super awesome and for that i salute you my sister but one of the value bombs i wanted to take away from what you just said just now is um your your passion it's it's always there right yeah. it's always there something you're passionate about is always there it's just a spark to get it going yeah awesome now the reason why i did that is obviously talked about you being a scientist in your own rights and doing the sciences and I know how tough it is. And you're obviously doing the full works with pharmacy. Um, you're a people's person. You're good with people. You touched on that. And you make amazing cakes. I can vouch Thank for that because I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank now, you. what would you say is your area of expertise then, Amma? Hmm, that's a tough one.
1: Um, I would definitely say, okay, this is something that I have that no one can have. And it's something that everyone has, but not everyone has tapped into. Hmm. And that's just my uniqueness. I understand myself as an individual that's very unique and no one can ever be me. Likewise, I can never be anyone else. And I think that's what really sets me apart. And I think it's just something that I've grasped the concept of because anyone can be great. Everyone can be great. We all have the ability to do so. And obviously, you know, I'm a Christian and I believe that, you know, my God made me unique. He made me special um Mm -hmm. so with all the giftings that i have in me i like in everything that i do so even in my studies in my baking in my craft i always exhibit like the way i execute my craft no one else can do it like the way i do and that's the same for you i can never do what you're doing because you're doing great yourself i can (laughs) also
0: oh thank you (laughs) Um,
1: because you know you're you Mm -hmm. you've been made the way you are because you've been given a vision and only you can run with it you've got that vision in mind and only you can execute that vision so literally for me it's just my uniqueness and I use that kind of like a superpower because it allows me to remain authentic in my craft and literally when you look through my cakes, there's just a way that you know I do things I don't mind teaching people you know how I do what I do but they can never do it the way Amma does it they can do it the way that they do it but never the way that I do it
0: That's crazy. That's actually deep because you're talking about your self-awareness, knowing yourself and just rolling with that. that's crazy. Now, in that, if someone's looking to get into the cake business, what's Mm -hmm. one unique tip or an advice that you can give them to say, do you know what? Do this. And you very well may get ahead.
1: Um, I would definitely say to um, anyone that's looking to go into business or anyone already in business, um, it's just to always be open and just have a very teachable spirit. Just be Mm -hmm. willing to always, you know, learn something new. It can be from old, young. You never know who you can learn from. You can learn from anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So just be very, very open minded. And, you know, when you take information in, don't just become obese in your knowledge but also exercise what you've learned your newly acquired knowledge so it allows you to you know for me personally let's say if I've learned like I don't know how to bake a new cake or a new recipe or design something new I'm going to exercise that to make sure that I don't become obese in my knowledge and even if I can as well share that with other people because like I said I don't have a problem with sharing with people because people can't do exactly what I do but I can empower them to go on
0: to be the best they can be in what they want to do just be willing to learn yeah definitely. Now that's, that's that's so deep because you've got to be a student all the time just learn oh, yeah. just that's key it, it's basically i know we're all gifted with something but the mm-hmm. way to achieve or the way to be the best is by doing that thing consistently because mm-hmm. um uh, correct me if i'm wrong the first cake you made is not the same cake you're making now so you've gotten better as time got on would that would you say that's correct a hundred and
1: ten percent. And that's another thing as well, actually. um, A lot of people wait to perfect whatever it is that they want to do. I mean, different, I mean, I guess different markets work different ways, but you shouldn't always wait to get to that perfect standard because you're always working towards perfection. I mean, to wait until you're there, you're wasting time. Just make a start, and through that, you you know, you, you refine yourself. Because likewise, like literally, like what you said, when I started with my first cake, it wasn't the best cake ever. And you know, it's through that when you know customers place more orders in, that's when you know, okay, Emma this is a new skill, so you now need to learn how to do this. And it's through practice. Practice is key. Constant learning. It's that's it. Practice consistency with what you're doing. You've got to be intentional. Practice, practice, practice. And eventually you will get there. I'm not where I want to be um, eventually, but I know that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still always working to perfect my skills. Always. Well, to
0: progress, my sister. That's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <it>. Steve, <laughs> now that's exactly where I wanted to go with that. And thanks for taking us there, Emma. Now, right. the, the entrepreneurship game, as you know, there's mm-hmm. lows, highs. You go left, right and center sometimes. And as with life in general, let's look at it um, full circle. Let's talk about your whole sort of studentship and building the business. And Mm because there is an element of entrepreneurship in being a student, whether or not you like it, because you're taking a risk, you're paying all that money to get a degree and you don't know what's going to happen at the end. Um, (laughs) What would you say so far has been your lowest entrepreneurial moment?
1: I'd say probably my lowest entrepreneurial moment would probably be when I had, I once had a friend, um, I'd called her a friend slashing an some <laughs> um, order a cake from me, actually. She wanted to order a cake for her birthday. And um, this was, you know, when I was very, very early on in the game. And, you know, because she was a friend, I wasn't as professional with her. So let's say with her messages, and um, I wasn't, you know, as prompt with my responses. See. So, because I thought, you know, she's a friend and I've got, you know, you need to do, I've got other things on my hands, So I thought she would understand. And, <laughs> you know, a few days kind of went into it. And then, you know, she sent me, you know, a paragraph saying how, you know, this is very unprofessional. She's not happy with the level of the service that I'm giving her. Basically, she just kind of gave me a bit of an ultimatum, um, and I was just taken a I was just so shocked because I would never had anything like that, you know, in terms of business. I've never had, I've never experienced anything as such, to be honest. Um, but I still understood where she was coming from. Yes. Because at the end of the day, business is business. So if I say that, you know, I'm offering a service, there's an expectation that I need to be reaching. So I think for me that was a very I think it was a wake-up call and um, more so than anything that I'm a, regardless of your friends or your family, or if you know the person, you don't know the person, there's a certain standard that's expected of you and when it comes to business so literally I think that was uh, it was just a very key moment as much of a low as it was for me it was also a pivotal moment for me to learn Mm. um, from that as well so literally from that day I kind of just said okay Emma you're doing this and you're doing this professionally that's crazy because
0: that's such a huge lesson as well I mean there are no friends in business you got to keep you professional a hundred percent of the time. Definitely. Wow, okay, <laughs> that's super deep. Now, did, did you deliver on that on that um, project at the end?
1: Do you know what? She actually ended up not ordering from me, and I think that was what kind of like really helped, literally. And I'm glad she didn't, because then it helped me to understand, like the importance of that lesson because if she did order then I just would have you know put it to the back of my mind and I just would have moved on but the fact that I lost that client and to me every client matters yes. um it kind of just it, it hurt that bit more it really did <laughs> <I can imagine. laughs> to this day it still hurt but I thank her for that because she gave me that wake-up call and you know it's always out of love so um yeah I'm thankful for that
0: That is awesome and that is such a lesson. Thanks for taking us there. Now, like I said, it's up and down. Let's talk about an uptime. So far in your journey, what would you say has been your proudest entrepreneurial moment?
1: Do you know what? I don't think I even have just one specific moment. It's always when um, after making a cake for a customer yes. and they send you... First and foremost when they see it, their reaction is just... Words well, can't even describe it, first and foremost. And then when they send you the message after, let's say the day after, just to thank you for, you know, like making their day or... Do you know, just to say thank you for the cake that you did. They've never had a personalised cake made for them before and they're just so grateful. It just gives you a very warm feeling. It just gives me a very... It's just a sense of, it's just, I just take great delight in that because I know that, yes, it's just cakes that I'm baking, some people might say, but knowing that I can, you know, put my hands to work and to kind of get that feel or to have someone feel a certain type of way because of my hand, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to explain, but it's just such a very, very... It's a very rewarding feeling.
0: I can only imagine how that feels. And and, and it's not just cakes that you bake, Amma. Like I said, I've seen what you do, you know. <laughs> they look awesome. And not just you. cakes, there's that special touch, you see, that you put in there. And you should be super proud when that sort of feedback comes in. The, the business itself, Amma's Cake Boutique, when did you get the idea to run with it? I know you could bake, you're always passionate about it. But when did you get the idea to start a business with it?
1: um to start a business if essentially a business is just you know and uh, an exchange of services mm-hmm. um so literally from university i had a friend um so i used to bake when i was at uni like i said my first year of uni i had a friend that once came over and you know I baked some cupcakes and then he tried it and he said this is really really good and i said oh well thank you he said um well i mean it imports with no one's bacon and i said well that's true So then literally from that, he was like, why don't you start a business? And then it was around that time that, you know, universities, they have, you know, take me out shows and stuff like Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. So then I got into um, contact with my ACS um, at my university. And then they said, yeah, we'd love to support you. Um, So then they had a massive um, take me out show. And then that was literally kind of like the birth um, of it officially. So that was kind of like my first event that I did that I had people tasting the cake.
0: No, oh, you're making the magic happen with those cakes, man. Like I said, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. It's um. Let's let's keep the energy going. I'm feeling the conversation. I'm buzzing, just chatting to you just now, Amma. Uh, let's dive into the next question. Um, what's one thing that you're working on just now? That's got you buzzing right now okie dokie so right now as i mentioned i'm at university
1: um and you know it's kind of like midway through my final year so it is getting pretty um tight with in terms of like my time management how much time i have to do cakes and stuff like that so i am currently focusing a lot more on my studies than i am on bacon but i do still have the buzz as i said you know when you have the passion for something it's always in your heart it's like it a burning desire away. that you that's it. It's always that burden desire in your heart. So for me, the buzz that I have is to resume um, Amos Cake Boutique.
0: And when's the boutique um, back back in business?
1: The boutique will be back in business in May. So by May, I'll be done and we will be in full swing delivering bespoke cakes
0: for all occasions. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like I said, I'll, I'll get it all linked up and get to try and check it out because I know I'm saying it so much. When they <laughs> actually see understand why I'm just going on and on and on about the awesomeness <laughs> of your cakes man. Thank but um you. like I said it's an honor having you on the show. Thanks for checking in. It's time though, Ama to take you straight into the lion's den. Are right. you ready, myself?
1: Okay, already powered up. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> so, quick fire questions. I'll throw them at you as you come back we'll put the lions to bed. Okay. The very first question what is the best African saying you've ever heard? My favourite one, I have quite a few actually, but my favourite
1: one would be, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. I do love this saying a lot, Um, simply because it's kind of self-explanatory and it speaks for itself. Yes. I realise that a lot of people in life, you know, like a lot of people don't mind doing things by themselves. Um, Some people don't mind doing things together, Um, but people send to have a mentality of, I can do this all by myself. I don't need anyone. And, you know, I've got this. But I realised in life, like, we all need people. Like, in business, you can't run a business just by yourself. You always need customers. You never know who can help you. You never know who you might learn from. You don't know what opportunity someone's got for you. So just be willing to reach out to others or allow others um, to reach out. to so just making yourself
0: available. People need to hear this. Could you say it one more time for us, Summer? Okay. So if you want to go
1: fast go alone if you want to go far go together
0: that's crazy now um we talked about obviously you doing uh the studying and obviously studying the sciences which means you gotta be switched on at all times doing that Mm -hmm. and then building the Amas cake cake brand um and growing it to where it is now before you grew the brand before you even built the brand what was holding you back
1: i think sometimes it's a lack of self-belief and also the perception that, you know, I had of a business because, you know, when you think of a business, you think of, you know, something that's just so corporate and I don't know, it just P-A-T. seems like it's, yeah, something <laughs> that's just massive, but essentially a business, an exchange of services. And I yes. think, I think I just had that perception that it's got to be a, this, a certain type of way as, you know, it's got to be like how I've seen someone else do it. And I think that lack of self-belief as an um having that market around you so having people that will support you you know in terms of like maybe liking your stuff or retweeting or just getting that exposure i think that was one thing that i kind of felt like i don't really have that so i I don't want to start yet but it's like if you don't make that start you don't get to build
0: (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) um so it's literally
0: just that's what was holding me back steve you're bringing the fire let's keep it going (laughs) Uh, social media now like i said we've um connected on instagram i see what you do on instagram so that's where i follow you do do you do a lot across social in general
1: um yeah so i'm on instagram i'm on twitter um i am looking to join facebook even though a lot of people don't use it as much but it's still a very powerful tool so i definitely would like to um venture on that but out of the three my favorite without doubt is instagram
0: Um, I have a feeling you'd say that.
1: (laughs) Definitely, because of the nature of my business. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, I'm selling cakes. Essentially, people need to see exactly what I've done in the past, what I can do. Um, and then it's literally because it's Instagram, you can reach out to a wider audience. You don't have to be my friend on Instagram to see what I'm doing. So even like on the next four pages, it will always pop up and um got Instagram stories. There's just so much that you can do with Instagram. So that's a major tool for me. It's a major marketing tool for me awesome
0: <laughs> i i i totally agree i've got i've got no doubt because for myself i was uh two years ago for me was snapchat with the stories right. and then you know uh instagram launched stories i thought this is it <laughs> i just moved to instagram <laughs> and i've stayed there ever since so yes um let's talk daily routines Amma. Right. Uh, for me it's meditation i take 10 to 15 every morning without fail right. to meditate do you for yourself have any daily routines that contributes to your success
1: I pray every day. I pray every day. I always give thanks. Cause like I said, I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. So I pray every day and I thank him for the success that he's brought me so far and also thank him for what's yet to come in the future. Um, and then I always ask for, you know, direction as to where he wants to take things. Um, In addition to that, I also kind of, you know, have like a mood board that I kind of oh. build on just to get ideas. So I might see something that I like that I might want to try because I'm a very visual person. And once I've seen something, I believe that I can kind of make a physical tangible manifestation of that and literally I just practice and I just kind of implement them on the cakes that I make.
0: Oh <laughs> so that's the secret I've been <laughs> thinking what's the secret to these awesome cakes ah that is awesome my man. let's keep it going do you read a lot of books?
1: Do you know what I'm actually not a reader I'll be honest with you I'm not a re- I'm not really into reading. Um, but if I did have to recommend one book,
0: yes, please.
1: Be... <laughs> okay, I might recommend two. Um, okay. But the first one would be the Book of Proverbs, simply because it has so much wisdom. It has interesting tips on you know starting businesses, running businesses. About you know if you're struggling with like I don't know laziness or just procrastination. It's it's very blunt. Like it's amazing. Um, And another one that my older brother recommended to me was actually Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, and it's a classic. Yeah,
0: it (laughs) came up. It came up yesterday on the show. Oh really? Yes, yes. Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a classic book, but it just really kind of changes your um, your perception. It just kind of you know just switched my mentality. But in the future, when I get to where I want to be, it's not just for me because then I do believe that life's about you know how you
0: change of how you influence and you know impact other people's lives I'm going to link these up and get the try to check it out now I'm, I'm glad to tell you you have actually conquered the lion's den my sister oh, happy Thank days wow. <laughs> yes yes indeed I had no doubt I had no doubt I knew you were bringing the fire Um but we're starting to wind things down I could talk to you all day as you can tell uh, but all good things as they say come to an end amazing. <laughs> uh, we'll end the show now now with a very deep question, it's the last question on the show, and the question is: mm-hmm. If you had 24 hours to live, just think, Emma, what would you do?
1: Wow! Just 24 hours. Ooh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, so I think. Do you know what I've realised um, with human beings when you have? Because if you have 24 hours, you know that yes, you've got a lot that you might want to accomplish. Um, mm-hmm. So you, I don't know, it's like, you know when you have so much When you have freedom is what I'd say You have freedom, you just don't know where to start um, I'd say if I had 24 hours The first thing that I'd probably do Probably just seek direction from God Without doubt, not going to lie mm. um, Just seek guidance on exactly how he wants me to spend this 24 hours so that I can make sure that You know, my purpose or my assignment In life is fulfilled so that I know that I've lived A purposeful life um, But aside from that, I would probably Say, probably spend time With my most loved ones um, simply because time is your most invaluable asset, is the greatest gift that you can ever give someone. And knowing that, you know, you've only got 24 hours left and to give that to someone, I think that's probably one of the greatest gifts, um, aside from love. But I think that's one of the greatest gifts that you could give to someone, knowing that you've got a
0: very short period of time left, but you choose to spend with that person. Wow. <laughs> that's deep. That is deep. And it's, it's, it shows a bit of your character as well, being able to sacrifice that time, for loved ones you know um at the end of you know a time when you're thinking i'm not gonna live why am i doing this anyway you know that's how that's some people look at it but that's a measure of your character and um like i said i'm a fan okay <laughs> it's an thank honor you having much. you, you
1: know? thank you it's a pleasure um, being here.
0: yes yes the pleasure is all mine Emma. we'll mm-hmm. end it all now with you sharing a few words of wisdom and the best way that we can connect with you across digital
1: One thing that my older brother said to me, actually, that always stuck with me and will always stick with me, is that the youth, so your youth is wasted on the young. So youth in general is wasted on the young. Mm. It might take a bit of time for it to simmer, but once you deep that, you start to understand that every day or every second you're older than the second that was before, Mm. right? and youth is wasted on the young is the young who are the youth are too young in quotation marks to realize that they're the youth and it's in your youth that you can do so much but you re- it's only when you're at an older stage in life that you realize okay I should have done this I could have done that or when I had more strength I could have done xyz that's why I say youth is wasted on the young so it's when you understand in your young days That you know, you've got that strength and you're very agile, you can do a lot more. And that just goes back to not waiting till a certain date or a certain time to start a business or whatever it is that you wanna do. You just make that start now.
0: So, yeah. (laughs) That is crazy. That's deep. That is so deep. Thanks for sharing that with us. Again, Alma, for what you do, I salute you. Keep creating those awesome cakes. Let's talk about the best way that we can connect with you across digital before we end it all.
1: Right, yo. So I am on Instagram, as I mentioned, so you can find me, um, at, um, Amas Kate Boutique. So that's A M A S C A K E B O U T I Q U E. So that's Amas Kate Boutique. And I'm also on Twitter. Um, same name as well. So Amas Kate Boutique, but the Boutique is B T Q. So, um, Yeah, you can find me
0: on there. I will link it up. I will link it up on the show notes, get the tribe to connect with you and check out these awesome cakes that I'm banging on about. And then once you do, message me, tribe, and say, yes, Clef, this is awesome. (laughs) Uh, And I'll obviously drop you a line and connect with you because what you do is amazing. Again, I salute you, my sister. We're family now. We'll catch up soon, eh?
1: amazing thank you so much
0: for having me on here it's an absolute pleasure thank you hey tribe that was absolutely amazing picking with your man clef and the one and only Ama and Kobia now head over to the for detailed show notes there's links to connect with AMA there's links to all the resources we talked about including the books now coming up next on the social African show, is another awesome entrepreneur who's killing it with his poetry so keep it locked this way tribe i'll catch you later peace